Mr. Obama campaigned, saying he would fight for the rights of gay men and lesbians, but he has been under pressure um, since the beginning of his presidency to be a stronger advocate for their issues. The memorandum is intended to, quote, help ensure that patients will be able to face difficult times in hospitals with compassion, dignity, and respect, a White House spokesman said. By taking these steps, we can better protect the interests and needs of patients that are gay or lesbian, widows and widowers with no children, members of religious orders, or others for whom their loved ones are not always immediate relatives. Because all Americans should be able to have loved ones there for them in their time of need. Don't be afraid, my darling. It's only the fresh chef. Oh, oh. today, what should I say? Today, beignet or banana, or banana hats. To prepare, Cherie, take you only an hour in advance, cooking only 10 minutes. And my darling, you need only two eggs and nine big bananas, which you must keep in the refrigerator for at least a week. That way they become old friends. It's always best to cook with an old friend. Now, just scrub the ingredients with lye soap and arrange them deliciously around terrine like this, you see? <laughs> Take out wheat and farina and rice, the salt, and pit them. Mm. Now kiss the eggs and drop the eggs into the tarina and crush them with a lead cudgel till the little white part looks like paint flakes. Then mix well while adding progressively some artificial milk. Gently perfume with growth fragments. Let it all stand out for an hour or two. Watch TV or uh, something. Then Eplush the bananas, tromp them together on a plate, and put them also under the hot fudge we prepared last week. Burn them till they are mushy. <coughs> Taste them, soft powder them with ground glass, and then, my darling, with a fine bottle of Japanese wine, preferably Nippon Cadet 62. <laughs> Extinguish the lights and eat in the dark. And, darling, remember, always serve this dish hot. Till next week, the French chef bid you remember. Your front for the Well, Dave, here's some interesting research. comes out of uh, Dartmouth Medical School. Okay. Up there where it's snowy and cold, so they (laughs) have nothing better to do. Then discover the following. Middle schoolers who are forbidden to watch R-rated movies Mm -hmm. are less likely to start drinking 
than peers whose parents are more lenient about such films. New research on 2,406 children's shows. That's a lot of kids. It's a lot of kids. That's a big, big, that's a big sample. Honestly, it is. Yeah. Um, well, now, I've heard, of course, endless talk about the influence of smoking in movies on kids that yeah. they'll uh, they, I don't think they'll R rate a movie for smoking but they will certainly PG 13 it if someone's smoking in the yeah, film yeah yeah they're very much against that so I don't know I suppose um, I suppose one has to believe that um, but leniency in, on the part of the parents must also go somehow hand in hand well, with the researchers at the Dartmouth Medical School found that among those whose parents let them watch R-rated movies yeah. all the time. All the time. Almost a quarter had tried to drink without their parents' knowledge. That compares with 3% who try to drink among those who were never allowed to watch our movies. Hmm. He says, researchers controlled for parenting style and still found the movie effect is over and above that effect. Findings were published in the May issue of the Journal of Studies on Alcohol and Drugs. And, we, and I'm going to quote the, the uh, researcher here. Okay. The fact that they found an effect from the movies and they found an effect at that young age is doubly significant because a lot of research shows the younger kids use alcohol, the greater the risk, which is true. Well, that's absolutely true. And I think it has to do with cigarettes, you know, goes for the cigarette use in movies, too. I mean, who didn't want to smoke after they saw all those glamorous movie stars smoking? That's what people did back in the 40s and 50s. That's all that Bogart and Bacall did all during the entire film is smoke. Sure. Well, they they both had terrible breath, so they had, (laughs) you know what I mean. And it killed at least one of them. Now, the drinking thing, I I was thinking of the other thing, which is I hadn't thought that watching people drink in our movies makes you drink. It's also, if you're allowed to watch that many our movies, at a certain point you say, I need a drink. Exactly. Exactly my point, Pete. Well, that's where I was going to go. Yeah, but I, I had a frog in my throat and I couldn't. Well, you know, if you drank more, if you drank more, you'd either have fewer frogs in your throat or they'd be better company. I'm going to do that. Let's segue to something. So you know, there's and also they they noticed they noticed in this article also that what they call PG, they yeah. a lot of these people think is really just soft R. So I don't think you get an R rating because somebody takes a drink in a movie. No, no honestly, no. I don't think drinking in film has anything to do with the R rating. It ha- and, and I don't think that there's that much drinking in R-rated films. There is more killing. Yes. There's more gunplay. There's more car tra- chases. But people do not usually drink and have car chases at the same time. Well, I don't they, think. If they do, then they have they drink, have car chases, and have big accidents. That's also May- very exciting. Maybe what happens is you take really nice, everyday kids, real yeah. kids, and you make them watch or let them watch tons of R-rated movies, mm-hmm. and they become juvenile delinquents. They get hardened, and of course they're going to drink because they're going to start hanging out with people who've been hardened by R-rated movies when they were six who have taken up drinking and probably all sorts of other nasty habits. Well, hopefully they will stand around street corners and, and, and sing close harmony. More bad news from Afghanistan. Deaths of Afghan civilians by NATO troops have more than doubled this year. This is according to NATO statistics, which, according to military officials, jeopardizes the U.S. campaign win over the local population by protecting them against insurgent attacks. This theme just keeps reappearing. We're here to protect you. We're setting up all of these roadblocks, and we shoot you if you come in the wrong color car or you're driving too fast or you don't give us the special secret signal. 
NATO troops accidentally killed 72 civilians in the first three months of 2010, up from 29 in the same period in 2009. According to figures released after General Stanley McChrystal, the top U.S. commander in Afghanistan, issued measures to protect ordinary Afghans. Wait a minute. We're killing 72 instead of 29. And we've got this policy in to protect ordinary Afghans. Well, maybe these weren't ordinary Afghans that were being killed. Maybe these were special, extraordinary Afghans. Uh, Maybe they um, were college professors, or maybe they were daycare workers, or maybe they were musical prodigies. We haven't set up a format to protect them. I don't know. A Red Cross report came out recently, said that the number of civilians killed and wounded by Taliban roadside bombs has soared in Kandahar, where NATO and Afghan forces are preparing for a major offensive against the insurgent stronghold. So where does insurgents a little tricky here? You know, insurgent, I live here. I wear a turban and I live here and I suppress women and I'll kill you if I can. It's something along those lines. So the Taliban's no better. I mean, it's not like we're the bad guys and they're the good guys. Don't get me wrong. Dem to bad guys also. The problem is is that they live there. And I don't see, if I look at the history of of Afghanistan, and particularly our history in Afghanistan since we started playing, you know, um, spoiler to the Russians after they came in and uh, supported their phony Marxist government, We've been misfiring there for years. So the Taliban is hard at work killing Afghans also. This looks like a, this is a joint venture. Uh, So some Afghans say the rise in civilian deaths may help the enemy. You think so? Quote, if it continues, people will abandon the government and join the Taliban, said a member of parliament. Mm, That's not so good.